G'day everybody, it is Jordan from the Exalto Holistic Hub and welcome to episode two of the Exalto Experience. Today I have the opportunity to sit down with Connor Desmond. He is our newest coach here at Exalto and he has certainly made an absolute influence and a bang coming into this tribe and this community. So we're very excited. I'm very excited to sit down with him today and and learn a bit more about his journey, go into a bit more about his philosophy and his view on the world. And it's an incredible episode. We, We went pretty deep into discipline and how that makes you a better human, the behaviors that you have as a teenage and overcoming addiction. Also, we talked a little bit about awareness and intuition as a young person and just becoming aware of your behaviors, aware of who you are earlier can help you become so much, can help you get so, so much closer to your goal. So yeah, it's a great episode. Make sure you reach out to Connor at Coherent Coaching on Instagram. We tag him all the time on Exalto so you'll find him there and share with him your biggest takeaways from today's episode because it's a cracker and uh yeah so enjoy connor desmond let's go all right we're on we're on how you doing amazing good shots <laughs> yeah it's been good i just wanted to keep it rolling yeah it's gonna we are definitely gonna keep it rolling this uh. is the record button is on we are going this is uh this is live so yeah we just this is guys this is connor uh connor desmond one of our coaches here at exalto now so grateful to have you as a coach grateful to be here in the building a part of the the movement a part of the tribe mm-hmm. it's uh it's an epic epic journey that you've been on we were just sitting in the in the sauna having a sauna and we just started unraveling epic chats listen to paul check's podcast <laughs> yeah. so like yeah. oh let's throw down our own podcast yeah. so yeah the connor desmond episode Hell start yeah. us off man yeah, tell well, us a bit about your journey how you came across exalto and you know what you what you're looking to do yeah well i got quite deep into the rabbit hole of um health and wellness on my own personal journey it was, it was a very solo journey um and i was like look i need to I need to find a community where we're all part of this because I feel like that's a better way to progress. Now, there was no community at that point. I didn't know who they were going to be. I knew of real movement. I knew kind of the, um, I knew sort of that it was there, but I, at that time, it wasn't what it is now. So there was no clear progression. And I was like, look, I'm just going to keep focusing on myself. I, I had this kind of like revelation where I was like, I need to make myself as, um, I need to, progress myself and build myself to a point where I'm basically ready for this community almost um, whether or not that was the right thing to do I, I, I believe it was I just went hard with my own training and my own mindset and skills and development and everything um, and then one day crazy I was down at core strength training with my partner Annabelle and I was and Todd's class was there Todd's TJT mentorship class and I was like this dude knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I need to do this tra- this t- this training. I was doing so I'm studying sports and exercise science, and um, it wasn't giving me what I wanted to get, what I wanted to get. And saw Todd's class and was like, okay, this is this is the real shit. This is what I want to do. Um, found out about it, Instagram, all that. Got onto it and then um, started the mentorship and got here at Exalto and everything that Exalto is about just completely aligns with everything that I'm about. Like, 
it's a completely holistic setting. Um, everything from like the mindset, the thoughts that we like, the the philosophy in the mornings that we do, the um, like the training, the style of training, everything that I that that read that's like you what value. I am. Yeah, it's completely aligned. I don't see that with any other sort of gym or place that I, that that is around. Um, yeah, it's 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 just incredible. Like the mutual yeah. feeling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent is mutual feeling. Yeah. Like that's why we put you on as a coach. As soon as I met you in TJT, I was like, you know, there's like a there's a there's a pack yeah. in TJT, and and that was a having having Todd's mentorship run out of here is definitely like a bit of a you know. A, an attraction for coaches so that we can you know see talent and mm. educate and then eventually put someone on mm. and out of that group we were like Connor Desmond <laughs> you know, like you're, you're green at the start but you worked your way in there pretty well do you think you know how you said you, you wanted you wanted to be a part of the community but you felt like you had to do work yeah do you think you could have entered straight off the cuff no I, I think that because you didn't start as a coach here either. No, no. I, I felt there was a lot of work on myself to do. Um, coming from a, a training set completely different to this, I feel like I needed to understand my body a little more in how we, how we train as like strength athletes. And, what, was the, um, what was the setting that you were the, in? The setting was, I was in was a boxing setting. Oh, yeah. So that was all about high intensity. It's a competitive sport. It was competitive. It was... It was dumb, essentially, the training. It was all about beast mode and all about going as high as you could go. <laughs> uh, it was all about discipline. I was training like twice a day, cardio, just doing like stupid stuff like wearing an elevation mask with a weighted vest going for a 2K run and then shadow boxing. Like it was, it was a good mental challenge, but it was not, it was not a, an appropriate style of training. Now, yeah, in saying that, like I, I think my mindset was in the right spot, so I probably could have started whenever I thought that I needed to be part of a community. But the community wasn't there at that time. Like, I didn't know mm. who they were. I didn't know what, what it was. And I thought, yeah. look, I can't control this community coming into my life. Like, I'm not... I, like, I, can't, I, I can't find one you right now. can't ask for anything. Like, this, this, this community is not here, right? So the only thing that I could do to, 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 to sort of uh, get closer is to work on myself so that when I find this community, I'm going to be... Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be respected. Because I, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to have something to to, um, to offer the community once I arrived, and I feel like the work that I've done on myself, I now do have things to offer for the community, mm. and I feel more part of it. Because like if I if I started, um, if I didn't do it, if I didn't work myself, because I thought, oh look, when I get to the community, it'll like I'll, I'll then work on myself. Like I I wasn't gonna wait for anything for an external thing to. To come at you me, took and, it, you took action in your own hands instead of waiting for the external environment to set you up. Mm. You set yourself up. Yeah, you yeah. just took action. If it's not here in front of me right now, I'm gonna just do it myself. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the stoic thing to do. Yeah, it was. I can't control anything external. I can control my own actions, and so that's what I did. And that's what I focused and on. And everything worked out. Yeah, and I knew things were gonna work out. I was like, look, I'm only like 19 at that point. Yeah, and like, look, like. It'll come, like you know. Um, so uh, let's go. Let's go back, right back. Like where where you're from? You know what's what's a bit of your your background, your culture. You know how did you grow up? What got you into boxing? My dad, he was a boxer. So we're my family's from England, 
the the Desmonds are an Irish. Um, it's an Irish name. Um, so I've got Irish and English you heritage. Can, you can walk. That's why I got the Conor McGregor walk. <laughs> also because my name's Conor too, right? So <laughs> yeah. we got the swag. Nah. Yeah. Um, and uh, bleed Irish. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I was born in England. My whole family is there. I moved to Australia with my parents and my sister when I was seven. Um, that's why I have an Australian accent. That's why most people don't think I'm English. But um, in my bloodline is English. I'm English at heart. Um, Australia is home, though. I wouldn't live anywhere else and yeah my dad was a boxer and it's just been kind of part of that English Irish um, family sort of heritage like I know it's, it's, a, it's a big culture over there yeah, boxing. fighting blood yeah, yeah. Um, and my dad was he was an amateur he, he always would tell me when, when he was younger about how fit he was when, it, when he was my age and about how he would he won his boxing fights and got fighter of the night and all this sort of thing and at that time I was just like a, a lazy 14 13 year old like uh um, my dad would like not liking the fact that my dad was better than me when, when at that age, and it was. It's all, I've always been very competitive with him. Um, he's always called me like skin and bones and um, all that sort of stuff because I've always Ooh. been a quite skinny kid. Ooh, and man, so salt in the wounds. Yeah, man. But that that's given me so much drive to to progress and um, try and be better than, mm. than him. Um, but it's been a good. It's been a good thing. I I really value our relationship like that. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I've been brought up in a pretty good household, good values, um, been comfortable, been very privileged with the schools I've been, that I've been to and um, the lifestyle that I've been able to live. And um, it was around when I was 14, I was, um, our family kind of started to do this no sugar thing. And the good shit. I was initial, I was the one out of my mum, my, my dad, and my sister who didn't do it. Like th- those three were kind of in. They're like, okay, we're 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 not having any more um, soft drink. We're not having any more lollies or chocolate, that sort of thing. Just the processed basic sugars. Um, I wasn't up for that. I was like, no, nah, I'm still having my Slurpees and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but, I got these two bucks. What am I going to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> it was like that, yeah. Um, but that went. But not not long time after that, I was I was 15 and I made the decision as well to. To just quit so quite an early adopter of sort of like noticing what was going on into my body um, and s- slowly that sort of snowballed into where it's at now where um, I, I feel like I'm very in control and of what goes in and I'm very aware and um, very careful of what goes in but you know in a in a very positive way like there's no there's no eating disorders it's a big misconception with some of the health um people i know that my partner annabelle kind of gets that a little bit when she goes out with friends and they're like oh come on like have this this um pizza or this whatever and they think it's like a, an eating disorder and it's like no it's like i'm not depriving because, myself because she said no i don't want pizza and yeah they're like oh come on live a little yeah like, oh you can have a pizza like, yeah yeah no like, no that makes me feel disgusting i yeah. like i see a cake and like it repulses me. Like I don't want to put that. And I know into it tastes. I know it has yeah. some level of taste. It, yeah. it probably tastes good for yeah. two seconds. I know it will taste good. Yeah. But it's the it's what the result that that is it happens because of I eat that. I, I don't feel good after it. So you get no. that point of like I don't value eating that shit. No. No. It's such a good place to be, and and people do yeah. get so caught up on it. Like oh you know you you got to live a little like. Mm. You know, like, you know, 80, 20. You're like, man, man. you're not even 20. Man. You're like 50, yeah. 50. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's so not a deprivation thing. It's it's like, 
I value and I love so much of this healthy food that I put in my body, that is what makes me feel good. That's what makes me feel amazing. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's not about deprivation. Um, it's choice. It's yeah. choosing your values. It's like, do, I'm at a point now as well with the way I eat. I literally, I, and I, I didn't used to think like this. I'd just eat whatever was in front of me, whatever was in the camp, pantry, whatever was in the cupboard, fridge, on the shelf, mm. anything. I'd just eat it because I thought food was just food. Yeah. Now I literally look at food and I think, is this food going to improve my body or going to make it worse? And yep. there's an innate knowledge in all of us. I, I, I honestly believe that it's in our DNA. Mm. And Cindy O'Meara from Changing Habits brought this to my awareness. We have this innate knowledge that things are either good or bad for us. It's, it's in our DNA. We can literally, you can look at a cake and know that's not good for you. Yeah. Like people aren't going through the Macca's drive through thinking, no, this is good for you. Yeah. They know it's bad for them. They know Coke isn't actually, you know, when you drink a Coke, you know it's, it might be tasty, but it's, you know it's not healthy. Nah. <laughs> but people are so ignorant to that fact. So it's like when you look at a piece of food now, I just think, is my innate knowledge within myself telling me that this is good for me? Or is it telling me that it's bad yeah, for me? And yeah. if it's bad for me, I'm not going to have it. But you know what as well is that healthy food is my luxury. Like I, like I mm. thrive off that. Like the same feeling that you might get that maybe somebody who, who loves McDonald's gets like, oh, this burger is delicious. I get the same thing from a, a grass-fed organic piece of steak. Yes. Right? <laughs> it's like I get so happy about yeah. that. Like it's, it's like the food that I, that I eat to some people may be very restrictive, but for me, it's so rewarding. amazing. It's rewarding. It's the best thing ever. And it's, it's a longer lasting reward. Yeah. It's yeah. not a short term sugar, sugar to the taste buds. Yeah. I mean, this food, the food that I eat is incredibly tasty. It's delicious. I love every mouthful, but there's an addition to that of how good is it for my body? It's feeding my body. And it's, and also there's, there's the whole thing about, um, like sustainability, about ethically eating food. Um, there's that whole that whole topic about like ethically and sustainable meat eating, um, which I think is quite controversial. But it's um it's very good. I think it's a topic that we need to talk more about because I think it can be quite mis- misunderstood. Mm. Um, eating locally is really the most sustainable way of of eating. Um, if we're trying, if we're getting a a bar that has seeds, grains, flowers, um, superfruits, whatever, yeah, all this, yeah, from 10 different countries around the world, how much energy does it cost to bring all that into this one little packet? And um, how much energy, how much fuel, like, it has to be transported, has to be packaged, has to be shipped, it's a lot, has to be processed in a factory, has Mm. to be made into the bar, then it has to be shipped to the, you know, the store, a truck drives it there. Mm-hmm. Now, there's, there's a lot of people think, oh, it's a, it's a superfood bar. It's like it's being collected from all these different places and it's a process. Mm. It's, a, it's a processed food. And because it says vegan goes, on it, people think sustainable and ethical. Mm. I, I, I don't buy that. I buy the, the um, farm. farm down the road is going to slaughter a cow for me and that cow will last my community of 10 people for like months and that's one life for like hundreds of meals 
that to me is sustainable and ethical. Mm. Um, yeah, we would kid ourselves if vegan foods don't kill animals. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's, I think <laughs> if, if you're listening to this and you, this is challenging you, do some research or reach out to one of either Connor or myself and we can direct you in the way that we, we value our eating and the way that we, our views and our opinions. I'm not saying anything's right or wrong, this is just what we believe. And also, this has taken a long point for me to get to. I mean, I said I started thinking about what goes into my body when I was 15. I'm 22 now. Mm. So that's like a seven-year process of slowly figuring stuff out, trying different things. Like, I, I did try, like, the low um, meat, like, you know, like, one day a week. Wouldn't, wouldn't have any meat, you know, like, meatless Mondays. Or, um, and I've gone through a couple of weeks of being vegan and tried different sort of things. I've tried, like, keto um, stuff where I would just pile on oils and avocados, which I think is still, I, I do I do like it as an intervention. Um, but yeah, it's through like a lot of experimentation, a lot of trialing and um, error, and um, you know waves, fluxes. So you're not just going to wake up and get it. Like it's going to be a process that you have to figure out on your own. Um, to a degree, everything is individual. You're going to have to. Um, find what works for you there is a general sort of consensus like we are still humans like we all generally do want the same thing do need the same thing um but find what works for you like what works for me right now because it's cheap and easy is organ meats now a lot of people get repulsed about organ meats yeah let's let's talk about it yeah i get this come i get this come up all the time in conversation i literally had this conversation last night with a mate who was over at our house yeah so nose to tail right so easily the the most ethical way of eating because we're not killing something and then throwing away all the all the, the let's like in quotations gross bits and eating just only the prime rib part of the, the animal we're like, not wasting stuff no, we're not wasting so the way that i look at um organ meat at least like in like modern culture in the in the butcher is like um it's probably going to be thrown away anyway, like because because of the way that most people don't want don't want to it's eat. It's not it. a demand because it's not a demand. Yeah, so like you know, what you bought like thirty lamb hearts. Thirty lamb hearts for thirty six dollars. Yeah, it's cheap, right? And that goes against the whole like um, one life, one well to a degree. But um, yeah, it's thirty hearts. But there are for every thirty hearts that you eat, I would guess a hundred would be thrown away. Because it's mm-hmm. not in demand, because people don't want it, they'll go off, and or some places won't even bother because they just know people aren't going to buy it, and that's the case with a lot of other organs as well. And I think that's such a shame, that's such a waste if if we're throwing away that. Let's talk about the nutritional value as well, though. Like, oh yeah, it's not just because it's cheap. The, it's it's a double-edged sword. It's it's actually yeah. a win-win because not only is it cheap, but the organs are the most nutrient dense part of the animal. 100%. The lion, the, when the, a pack of lions make a kill, they don't eat the muscle meat. They, yeah. eat, they eat the brain, they eat the heart, they eat the liver, mm-hmm. they eat the testicles, they eat the eyeballs. Yep. And then, if they have time or yep. they want more, they eat the muscle meat. Yep. And that's very rare. So, like, yep. if, if nature knows that longevity and health is in organ meats because the organs keep us alive... So the best nutrients, the best the value is in the, the organs, then we should eat more of that. It's just that our society's been like, oh, it's a heart. Like if you're 
gnawing on a lamb shank and going, oh, this shank's so nice, you're still eating an animal. Don't be ignorant to the fact yeah. that a heart is a part of the yeah. animal. It's just the fact that... And by the way, heart tastes like meat, like muscle meat. Heart is very similar. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very it's, fine meat. It's, it's very good. The thing most people challenge with is, is the liver because it, has a, it has a, does have a taste. weird taste. It's an acquired taste. I, um, so, yeah, when I was first getting into kind of health and I remember my dad um, would eat at the table and he would say, like, I'd be like, oh, why are you eating mushrooms and tomatoes? Like, that's, that's gross. And he's like, I don't eat it because I like it. I eat it because it's healthy. Like, I just, I, just, I just eat it and then I know it's good for me. And that always, like, stuck with me. And um, so I started doing that to myself. So the first thing I remember doing this with was coconut water. I remember thinking, like, I know coconut water is healthy and I hate it right now. Like, it, it, it's disgusting. So I started with having it when it was only really cold and when I was really dehy- like dehydrated, I was like, it was hot and it was just this really nice refreshing drink and it was still a little, a little icky, right? But through time, through just telling myself I like it when I drink it, like, oh, I actually like this taste, even though I may not, uh, slowly but surely, coconut water is like my favorite drink, right? And I've done that with liver as well. First thing, liver, I started it out. It was, I would have to blend it up and I would put it with mints at like a 50-50 ratio so that the, the mints would kind of, the, like the beef mints would um, like dilute the taste. It. Yeah. And then, but slowly but surely, now I can just eat like a, a fried liver on its own. Um, because, I, and I actually like it, you know. Mm. It, it's an acquired taste, but you can make yourself like foods. Because you, you but also because you, your cells actually like it. When yeah. you're eating it, your body's going, this is good for us. Yeah. This is help. You know, like, and a good way I think about eating meat is that if you're going to repair, like someone who's got liver issues or someone who's got even muscle damage or a heart, you know, something that's wrong with them, you're not going to try and replace your heart with broccoli. No. You're not going to try and... Yeah, all right, well, we'll take your liver out and we'll put a piece of broccoli in there and hope it does the same job. How far away is broccoli from a liver? Like, how much processes do your body have to go through to transform nutrients from a broccoli into a liver? Whereas a liver to a liver, it's, it's like that. It's, yeah, it's instant repair. It's the same thing. It's literally like there's yeah. your replacement. So yeah. you know, by eating our organs, we all... By eating others' organs we all actually make our organs even better functioning and mm. healthier. And it's, it's such, a, such a rewarding process to, mm. to make that mindset of like, oh, I'm actually eating for health. I'm actually mm. eating for longevity. Yeah. I want to have a healthy heart. I want to have a healthy liver. I, wanna, I don't want to smash Cokes and I want to smash mm. like, mm. it's not going to help me in the long run. I think this is a really good point because obviously this podcast is available to all of our junior athletes. And what would your advice be to kids out there who are maybe going through that 14 15 year old stage that mm. you were going like neglecting mm. like oh i'm not listening to mum and dad about sugar like mm. just be aware to start with like before you eat anything whatever it may be just like think about it and just like use your intuition and think is this going to be good for me and just start to think about it like start noticing what you're putting in your body and start to notice how often you're putting things in your body like if you're waking up and the first thing you do is is have a bowl of cereal before anything else, like notice that. N- notice, do you think that's the, probably the best thing to do or do you think you should give your body a bit of time to wake up first? Or if you're eating right before bed as well and you notice you've got a full stomach when you're sleeping. Just, I think, 
to start with, just notice, just be aware. From there, you can start to um, use that knowledge to say, what am I gonna maybe add in? And what maybe should I take out? Like, think about it from like a minimalist perspective, like um, with like, there's a great documentary on Netflix um, with called Minimalism. And it basically says like anything in your house, if it doesn't bring you joy, if you don't like actually love everything in your house, like, like get rid of it. If it's just this like little ornament that you've had for a long time, but you don't actually really care about it, like get rid of it. It's, it's, um, it doesn't bring you joy. And think of the same thing with your foods. Like when you eat it, like are you actually getting like a lot of joy and happiness from it? Not just from a taste perspective, yeah. Um, but think about it. If you're just eating mindlessly because you just like the act of putting something in your mouth and chewing it and then swallowing it, which is very common. Like sometimes when we watch TV, we just want to just stuff our mouths. We don't actually enjoy it. It's just a habit. And so notice that. Like, are you just putting things in your body because of the habit? Um, is what you're putting in your mouth actually bringing you joy and happiness? Think about that. I think you may be able to kid yourself for a little bit of like unhealthy foods. This is bringing me joy. But I think if you, if you continue to notice it, I think you will find that you don't want to put this junk in, into your body. Good advice. Yeah. If you're uh, if you're listening and you actually absorb that and apply it, you'll literally change your life, just like you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like we all do. It's from experience. It's, but once again, it's a it's a journey. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to take time. Don't feel guilty if if. Don't you, judge yourself. No. If, yeah. it's, hard, if it's if it's it, tough and you make some mistakes, taking a while. Don't and, yeah. judge yourself. Yeah, yeah. We're all human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to go into a little bit of adversity. Yeah. I know you're a big man of stoic philosophy and yeah. you know, thriving on being so grateful for everything that happens in your life. Yeah. What's, what's something in your, I guess, teens that shaped you that you probably thought was horrible at the time and probably like, you know, this is the worst thing ever. I can't believe this has happened. That yeah. actually ended up being a blessing. Yeah, so I don't think you know this, but... When I was in school, I was, it was probably around the same time as this whole sh- the starting to quit the sugar thing. When I was like 14 or 15, I was getting with a bad crowd and I was smoking a little bit and I was smoking at school. Smoking what? Cigarettes? Of, um, weed? It was a bit of weed, yeah. but it was also a bit of cigarettes too. It was yeah. just a bit of both. And um, Very common in at school, people. we were smoking the cigarettes and in the bag was the weed. Um, very bad decision. And I got kicked out of school for it. And at that time, that was the worst thing ever. Like that, man, did that suck. And actually, it sent me on a worse path. It actually sent me down the road of weed even more. I ended up smoking weed quite regularly for a few years. Um, and I, I, look, it shaped me, so I'm very grateful for it. It was, it was big adversity because um, it was an addiction. And... I still feel the consequences of it from like my brain, from my memory and things, um, like recall and that. And it's a positive thing now because I, because I understand and I'm, I'm very proud of myself what I did next because in the start of grade 12, I knew, okay, I need to knuckle down because I actually want to make something with myself and this is the year to do it. And Wait, so, did you get kicked out of school? This was in grade nine. Well, so they just kicked you out for a, a, just suspended or 
No, it was it was like you need to leave the school basically. It wasn't. Oh, you had to go to a new school. Yeah, I had to go to a new school. Oh yeah. So um, and then like that that kind of wrecked me as as when I was younger like that. And um, when I was it was I think I was fifteen. That kind of wrecked me. Grade nine. And um, so then I got, I went I went worse down into the hole. But then in grade twelve I stepped up and I said this is when I need to make a change. I basically like didn't speak to my friends. I didn't go to parties. I completely flipped the switch, went cold turkey on, on the weed, and um, that was like my best year ever. I, I ended up with like A's and B's, um, like got the, the physical education and the health education award for the grade, and um, I really, and I was, oh, I, was, I, was, I, was a, I was a house captain. Your old homies would have been like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's um, going on with Connor? <laughs> yeah, it was like, I, 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 I was a bit hard, I was a bit cold with it, like as in I just was like no more. Um, maybe not the best way to go about it um, in terms of like keeping friends, but I just knew that like these friends weren't serving me. Perfect way. And to go um, yeah, and it's I'm, I'm still proud of myself because I remember each like each class I would put my head down and I worked, and then when I got home I did homework and I did my assignments weeks before they were due and all this. Like I, and I was it was something that I still look back on. Anytime I'm struggling with like uni or anything like that, I still look back on that time in my life and go, wow, like you really overcame that challenge of being in that scene and really like turned it around and you were able to like focus for like a whole year and actually get good grades and actually do like well. And um, that still serves me now, that ability to, to change. Like, yeah, it was, it was um, a blessing in disguise. It's epic. Yeah. What, what, drew you to that crowd uh like what what were you thinking when you were like yeah fucking I'm gonna start smoking <laughs> like were you were you angry were you no I don't know like what was going on in your life at the time when you were like oh no I'm just gonna start playing up I just think as a kid I was always a like a goody two shoes and and then I start and then I wanted to um almost like rebel and just flip that I didn't I didn't I didn't like like that about myself for some for some reason I was trying to be cool it was like that it yeah. was like it was a trying to be cool thing it was like it's it started like with the that popular kids were smoking yeah it was like that's what's cool I want, I want to do that and then it became and then that, then I identified with that and I identified with being the weed smoker and being the cool kid and then now that's hard to get out of because now you're that dude um is it worth it being cool hell no <laughs> what like did you, it don't, you don't get what, anything from what, that yeah what did it actually no, how did it serve you it didn't give me anything no um, it always gives you something always there's no there's never nothing what well, does it give you because there's always there's oh yeah i see what you mean yeah I, it um it gave me a sense of belonging for for a bit of time and it kind of it also fixed this this portion of me that was like, I'm young, and I know that in the future I want to like be good and do things, and I felt like I almost need to get it out of my system as oh, well. Man, it was like I knew I knew that that I that like I wanted to experience things. I wanted to like go through like I wanted to try out different things, and I thought when I'm older I don't want to try this out. So I'm young, so I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go for it and like party and drink and smoke and whatever um yeah just try and get out of your system so it fixed that you're talking my language 
Yeah. That's that's the journey I, I certainly went on. Yeah. I had I had to I had to get it out of my system. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And I well and truly got it out of my system. <laughs> yeah. It's still it's uh it's something that I'm like, yeah, look, like I need if I needed to do that, I needed to do it. Cool. But I also still feel the repercussions from that in terms of my um like what I could have done, like where I could be. Um and like maybe my brain might work better or like my body might be at a, at a better place yeah yeah I, I yeah. agree I I don't condone taking anything smoking anything drinking any copious amounts of alcohol because I know the result mm. it's like but you know, if we're if I think we need to I think we need to with the younger generations we need to give them an option and education we can't options and education so they can make a decision because yeah. we can't if you tell someone to touch the re- not touch the red button please do not mm. touch the red button yeah. the first thing that goes into their head oh I'm going to smack that red button because it's a Absolutely. curiosity thing yeah. Yeah. it's like I was always told not to take drugs not drink mm. alcohol me too yeah. I come from a, I came from a Christian family so it was always like no 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 that's horrible that's, that is like against God's law mm-hmm. don't do it and so I went so hard down that rebelling against that message now my I guess my education my options that I will provide children if I ever you know have to have that conversation I know I will I've had it many times before when it arises is you can take drugs you literally can mm. take drugs. You can go out there. You can buy a carton of piss. You can buy drugs. You can find that stuff, and you can take it. Mm-hmm. But if you take it, there's going to be a result that happens. You might yeah. you might actually die. I, 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 I nearly died. I woke up in a coma after drug overdose. You will severely put yourself backwards in your health, and you'll suffer because of it. It, it takes massive damage on your brain and it puts you in a crowd of not being able to be happy, not being able to actually enjoy the things in life that are worth enjoying. It takes away your ability to be free. The addiction is... is being addicted to something is not freedom. Nope. It takes away your ability to just wake up in the morning and have an incredible day. Yeah. And I honestly tell that people. I'm like, if you get hooked on drugs, it is so hard for you to be happy. It is so hard for you to wake up and enjoy your day, be healthy, go to the gym, work mm. on your physical strength, mm. you know, be successful in your goals, earn money, mm-hmm. you know, buy things that you, you really enjoy or, you know, spoil your family or go on holidays. That yeah. stuff doesn't happen when yeah. you're a drug addict, when you're an alcoholic. So it's like, we've got to look at the education. It's like we're telling kids not to touch a red button. Because the first thing that goes in their head is like, all right, I'm going to smack that button so hard that it's going to pop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, you just need to be aware of the consequences. Like, yeah. I, I know, like, there's, like, the parenting style of just, um, like, yeah, you can, you can drink. Like, I'm having a wine. Sure, you can drink the wine. Just, you just know that you're going to wake up with a really sore head and you're probably going to feel groggy. Like, well, yeah, you can eat that, that, that cake, like, 100%. You can eat it. But you do realize that you're probably going to have a sore stomach and, and whatnot, like, um, just be aware of the consequences because also that what that does is it gives you a sense of responsibility as well. Yeah. Like you, 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 you know, okay, 
if that's going to happen, all right, I am willing to take that responsibility. I'm owning that. And um, when, what, when the consequences come, you don't blame the thing. You blame yourself mm. um, for... Like, you don't have to blame yourself, but you just understand that it's you that well, did you that. you take responsibility. Yeah, you take, yeah. You take responsibility. Like, give yourself the power. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, it's like if I knew... If I actually knew the amount of depression and shitty days and suicidal mm. thoughts and, you know, just just so much time not feeling happy, not feeling myself was going to be a result of me taking that much drugs, that drinking that much alcohol and partying, having late nights, I wouldn't have done it. I actually, I, I don't think I would have done it. I wouldn't change anything because I learned so much, I learned so much from it, but yeah, that, that's definitely like my view on it now is like there's, there's, mm. there is a better way to do stuff. Yeah, I look at um, like some of the, the pure performance boys or the, the Warriors and the Cubs and I go, man, like I, I, would, that, like, I wish that was me when I was a kid. <sighs> yeah, yeah? Like, for sure. Like, man, if I had that opportunity. Man, if I was 15, I was training yeah. Exalto, coming in, doing chin-ups, like, How strong like, would I be? Like what man, would I become? Like, that's the environment I would have yeah. thrived in. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I honestly, and that's why, I've, that's why it's a big, probably the main driver behind this business is, is why I started originally is, is to provide an environment for young people to come and, and create who they want to be. Yep. It's not out on the town. It's not 2 a.m. on your pushy, riding around drunk in the park. That's not going to create, create who you want to be. No. Coming into the gym, working on your physical body, working on your mindset, creating a culture with other people that, fought, that encourages you to be the best version of yourself. I wish I, I honestly wish I had that I know. when I was younger. I yeah, would have been like, Mum, drop me to Exalto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be Toby sprinting in the door. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, I, 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 look, thinking back, I used to thrive in those environments. Like when I would get those small opportunities actually at school, like in whatever challenge that they might do, but it would be like one time a, a, a term or something, you know, like you wouldn't get the opportunity to do it as regularly as this. And I, I remember loving it then. Um, but it was just so yeah, infrequent. Yeah, it'd be like the HBE teacher did a comp and you'd be like, yes, yeah. like, yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. now these kids get to every, you know, every afternoon, a few times a week, come in and train mm-hmm. and be in an environment that is so progressive in the fact that we're making incredibly strong, humble, aware, mm-hmm. passionate, driven human beings yeah. who, who are literally working. We're, the human state is a goal goal-driven state when we don't have goals we plateau yeah when we don't have when we plateau we feel depressed like it's it's just it's the science of it we need to be working towards something so if we're Mm. giving these kids goals in their body and i believe it's it's a whole nother level on than goals at school it's a whole nother level of goals with sport or goals with music or goals like working on your physical body everyone wants to be strong and healthy it's just that some people don't like the fact that that takes discipline and work mm. so you have to teach yourself how to be disciplined yep. but when you're strong when you're healthy when you can handstand when you can juggle when you can mm. do a muscle up on the rings there is a, there's a sense of fulfillment within yourself because you've accomplished it yeah. and that's, that's a forever that's a bug that I think you have forever and I, I honestly think more kids need to be educated with that yeah that streak within themselves that innate state of being better physically and mentally that will help them so much in life and the physical progression translate transfers so well to the mental progression like if you if you understand what it takes to be a fireball juggler you understand what it takes to get a's 
or like the best marks to become the top of the class. Like that, those the skills of the skill of like adapting and getting better. Means being successful. Yeah, yeah. It's you, a skill. Yeah, it's a skill, physical or mental. You, you can transfer it both across, and um, yeah, like that. That's why I think that the physical training that we do here is such a tangible metaphor for progressing the mind. Um, it makes it it makes it real, uh, and then it makes you able to understand it better so that when you come to doing things in your mind, it, um, you, un- you understand the processes behind it and you understand that you're actually capable of it as well. Like if you, I remember the, when I was trying to juggle and I remember not thinking, I remember thinking that this is impossible for me to do. Like I'm trying it for so long and I'm thinking I cannot do this. At three ball? At three ball, yeah. It's like this is so, and not only at three ball, when I was practicing four and then when I was practicing five, <laughs> yeah, right? Each even time. Like at the start, at the I, think, start, I think that's yeah. what people get confused about. It's like a three baller sees a five baller and thinks, oh, he's got it nailed. And they, they might think that that's just him. Anyone's possible of that. Like I remember thinking like, oh, that five baller, that's, he's a really talented human being. No, he's just practiced that and he's, he's kept going. Like he's been doing it for like, you know, two years and that's why he's good at it. So it's like, when you are thinking you can't do something, like the juggling is a great, great metaphor for that. It's like you think you cannot do this. This isn't possible for you to do. And then you crack it. And then you actually you start to just sort of figure it out. And then you, get, then you start to refine it. And then you start to just be really good at it. Now that gives you an indication for anything that you do. Anything that you, that you do. Like initially you go, like the, the million um, dollar payday, that is impossible for me to start with. And then you start to understand. When you're a fifteen-year-old kid, yeah, working at Woolies or something. Yeah, <laughs> and then you start to understand. Hold up, like if I just keep, keep slowly, progressively finding my craft. Yep, yeah, that's that's kind of, that's possible. People. Yeah, yeah. Have you enjoyed the juggling journey? Oh yeah. How long has it been for you? Uh, in January, it'll be two years. Oh yeah, sick. Yeah. So you got to fireball in under two years. That's that's yeah. epic. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of time spent on my own. It was a lot of um, just. Like it was it was hours of practice on my own. It was something that I just really and that was part of that I was saying before about offering something to the community about sort of being respected within the community of like, I, you know when I when I came in here I was four balling, um, and then it was a few months later when I got the five, and um, yeah it's it's been the best journey ever. Like I will never go back. I think once you once you start juggling you'll never go you'll never go back. Like, I feel like even if you had a break you'd like. There'd be this thing inside you that's like you need to yeah. you need to keep juggling, yeah. oh. and you and you find that as you've and I'm, and this is only from experience that I ask this question, but do you feel like that since you can, you can remember when you started juggling and valued it as a three ball juggler, from then till now has your life got substantially better? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It has hundred percent. Yeah, because yeah. and this is what Keegan introduced to me. He's like. When you take your juggling from three to five balls and then beyond, your life will get better because that skill, that discipline that you've put in the work will have rewards in other areas. Yep. It's like, what else has gotten better since your juggling got better? Uh, my productivity, um, my relationships actually, like my mindset as well. Um, my physical body like my training my strength that's all got got better as well um, yeah 
So a big part of people would be like, well, that's not because of juggling, it's because you're doing all of that stuff and working on it. It's like, but the juggling creates the mindset. It's such yep. a low load on your nervous system. It doesn't, it's not hard to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you tired. No. It's easy to do, but it's hard to be successful at. You've got to have the discipline. So just putting in the hours of, mm. okay, I'm getting better. I am improving. I'm working yeah. through the yeah. adversity. I'm get, overcoming the challenge. I've got been successful. Now yeah. I go to the next level. Yeah. That helps you do that in other areas. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's so, it's so rewarding in so many Across the board. Yeah, yeah. It's like the best example of holistic development for me, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. And it, and it actually, it's not just juggling as well. Like it literally does rewire your brain. It makes, it makes your brain work better. Like it, it in itself is a metaphor, but it, it's also an amazing tool for your brain as well. So it's, yeah, double-edged sword. It's great. Uh, so good. Last thing. Yeah. What's um What's your advice that you'd give your fifteen-year-old self? If you could just have a chat with your fifteen-year-old self mm. and be like, "Radio, young Connor, some words of wisdom." Find a mentor and listen to what they have to say. I didn't really have any mentors that I can remember that at that age. Um, Maybe your dad. Yeah, well, yeah. But if you don't have that... It's yeah. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and also find something that you love as well. I, I never really tried to do that. Um, find something that, like, that gives you fulfillment and like, pursue it. Like, whatever it may be, it may be a sport, it may be um, like an idea or like a, 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 a um, topic of study. Something that, that, that you like and get good at it because... That's, yeah, that's something that I never did as a child. I never really got good at one thing. Um, I've never really like, excelled at one thing. Um, I would have I w- I liked to have studied something or practiced something to a point where I got in that top 1% um, because I know of the transfer it would have given me in other areas. I think that's um, something that I, w- I would like to tell myself. Like, find a mentor in this thing and, and get after it and do it and practice it. Um, but it's got to be something you love as well and um, I could see that having a lot of transfer with other things in life uh, if you're good at one thing you're going to be good at other things like like the you know the t- t- like Olymp- Olympic gold medalist isn't only good at that one thing like they're good at lots of other things as well um, yeah that's what I would say get after it get after it get after it discipline yeah Discipline equals freedom. It's a great, it's a great, it's such a simple, it's a three-word quote, but it's so, it's so epic. Like, it's, it's, it, it tells so much. Like, you have the free, like, discipline gives you the freedom to do what you actually want to do. A lot of people think that discipline is something that means that you've got to do things that you don't want to do. But if you're disciplined with your time, like, you go, I'm going to do this now, I'm going to work on myself now, and then I'm going to do this for this person now, then that leaves you time at the end of the day maybe to do what you want to do but if you just kind of willy-nilly go around things with no discipline you'll find yourself more lost and actually you actually have to like catch up to be able to do the things that you want to do um yeah discipline gives you more free time like freedom free time like um to do what you want to do and, it, and then it and makes then, you better it makes you better in the long term um and the short term like it, which allows you to be who you want to be yeah what do you want to do? 
what's the future look like for Connor? Man, I just want to help people build, um, build their passion, build their performance, build their mindset, and, and I, like, yeah, I, I want to give my knowledge to other people in in the health, fitness, wellness space. Um, that goes with mind and physical, mental and physical. Um, I didn't when I before I came here to Exalto, I didn't have any interest in um, developing young people's minds but after spending time here that's actually what I want to do now um, I want to help kids become the best um, adults Cause, yeah and like I love this an ad- a, a, a child is an adult maturing like, like they are yeah, an true. adult right um, so you got to think of them as that you can't think of them as a children as a child otherwise they will stay a child like or then you've got to create some sort of like time where they, they cross over the barrier. I think I like to think of it more as like they're already adults. They're just not there yet. They're just progressing to that point. Um, so how do we want them to progress to that point? That's that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, and um, that's that's what I what I want to do. I want to help help um, young athletes, young children, any anybody become the better better versions of themselves. Um, what yeah. about you? Goals. Physical. Physical. What's happening at the moment? Minute handstand. Minute handstand. Minute handstand is my goal. 60 second handstand. 60 second handstand in 2020. I've been going super hard with it. My shoulder's playing up. Um, but that's okay. That's, I mean, that's actually showing me I haven't been working on it enough on the, the shoulder rehab. Because it's, it's a boxing injury um, that's kind of flared up again. So it's given me a good indication to say I need to work on that a bit more. And... Um, Minute handstand, that's, that's a big goal. And uh, I want to get better at, my, better at all my big strength lifts because I've never really done those things before about a year ago. Um, so I'm always trying to develop my strength, but also mobility as well. And um, yeah. Like, Epic. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to develop so many different things. It's hard to kind of point out one. Yeah. I, I have a I have a big goals list, yeah. and sometimes it can get kind of caught in the mix. I can't like as in there might be too many things, but I really do have have. Um, sixty second handstand. Sixty second handstand is the big one right now. Like that's the one that I'm working towards the most, and everything else is like strength, mobility, skills. Like, and then I'm trying to get better at everything. Um, essentially, like yeah. Solid. Thank you. Hell yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. So grateful to be able to sit down and have these chats. Uh, it's so epic. It's being able to just indulge in quality, positive thoughts, expressions, mm-hmm. chats that actually help the human race get better. So thank you for being a part of that. Thanks Absolutely. for being a part of Exalto and bringing all your energy here. And it's, uh, it's epic. Thanks for welcoming me in here. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. Very good. Thank you for listening, guys. And if you, uh, if you would like to reach out to Connor, what is it? Coherent Coaching on Instagram. Coherent.coaching. We are, we're always tagging him on the Exalto page. I'm sure you can find him. So send him some love. Tell him your thoughts, what, what your, uh, your favorite parts of this podcast mm-hmm. was and, and yeah, his message. And uh, yeah, reach out and connect. Thank you very much. See you soon. Oh, yeah.